Alive family and welcome to Word Alive where we are living through God's Word daily. My name is Pastor Brenda and I am so excited to be releasing this new episode on Word Alive. I know that it has been a while but I am so happy and so excited to release this new topic in regards to life lessons. We actually started our first series uh, this recently this couple of weeks back about life lessons and I want us to stay on that I want us to continue but we have a different topic for the day and I know it's going to be amazing I know that somebody is going to get a grip and a hold out of this word and I know that it's going to touch somebody's life so before we start I want you if you haven't done so already to follow word alive on Instagram or on Facebook. On Facebook, you can do so by typing word, that's W-O-R-D, alive. Or on Instagram, you would type underscore, all small letters, word alive. So word alive on Facebook or on Instagram, underscore word alive. By doing this, you can keep up to date with new podcasts, new videos, uh, things that will be written on Word Alive. You can share with friends and family members. I mean, it's just going to be a blessing because there's so many things that I have in store. So I want you to stay posted and stay connected with us by following us, by sharing with a friend on Instagram or on Facebook. Very soon, uh, we'll be releasing something on YouTube. So you can also have access to that as well. And that's going to be very great. Live teachings on YouTube is going to be amazing. And we are looking to see what God is going to do through that. And also, lastly, something will be planned before the end of this year, but I can't spoil the surprise. I just have to pray over it and believe that God will release us to do it. But let's go into the word before we get into anything else today. And we're just going to have a quick word of prayer before we get into the word. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord for this time on Word Alive. We thank you, Lord, for your word that gives us light, that illuminates us, that gives us knowledge, that gives us understanding. We pray that, Father, through this life lesson series, Father God, that you will touch us, you renew us, and transform us. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, thanks for listening to Word Alive, where we are living through God's word daily. We are moving on in our life lesson series. Last topic or the last time that we spoke, we were talking about self-growth. And there were so many pointers I made about self-growth and so many things that came forth, so many things that were said. And I believe that right now more than ever um, in the body of Christ as believers, we need to be growing. We're seeing a lot of believers that believe in the faith a lot of believers that go to church a lot of believers that you know read uh, their word and they attend different denominations different churches and you know profess Christ but we we are not seeing as much growth and that's really problematic Um, there is a pastor that I follow on Instagram and on social media and he says that you know for us to grow um, in size and in number is is not a problem as a church but for us to actually grow in Christ and to actually interact and actually make transformation through faith and through the word that is what is key so my goal with this self-growth 
is that through these lessons, we will begin to grow in Christ. We'll begin to grow in areas of our lives that we need to grow in and in areas that we have issues in because we all have areas as believers or as non-believers that we have to grow in. Everyone has something to grow in. So I, I believe that this is going to really help some of us and I believe that's going to challenge some of us to do better, challenge some of us to change, challenge some of us to adjust ourselves to the word of God. So before um, we go on and on, I want to begin um, today's life lessons. But today we're going to be talking about something that I believe that a lot of us need assistance with. And I myself have been victim of this. And many of you may not be able to guess it. Some may be able to guess it. But this is something that we all need help with at one time or another. Because it's something that if we don't take care, it can take us into a wrong direction. And it can take us into a place of despair. It can also take us into a place of favor. So what we do with this is very important what we do with this can determine make or break a lot of things and so i wanted to share something new today and the topic today is entitled watch what you say watch what you say and i know we've heard a lot of things about the power of the tongue and the mouth in the word of god and maybe you've heard it in sermons or maybe if you've never listened to a sermon in your life you've heard it somewhere else that you should watch what you say and this is very true because it's in the word of god and a lot of us struggle in this area and some people can say that they don't some may neglect and some may reject and some may deny that they are very self-controlled when they're come when it comes to their tongue but one time or another we have all you know, lost patience with our tongue and had a slip of tongue. So I want us to go through the word and see what God's word says um, in regards to the tongue and in regards to speech and in regards to the way that we should act. And this is all a part of our life lessons because in life you learn things You you as you grow and as you journey through life, you continue to learn new things every day. Um, I believe that the journey of life is not, it doesn't just end, it doesn't just hit a peak at the age of 30, at the age of 40, at the age of 25. I believe it's an ongoing experience and it's an ongoing growth and experience teaches us and sometimes circumstances teach us and mistakes teach us and failures teach us. And so I believe that the best teacher of life is the word. The best teacher of life is the Holy Spirit. Even though we can go through the experience, there's a lot of things that we can avoid if we adhere to the word of God. So I want to go through James chapter 3 verses 9 for you. Actually, we'll start from James chapter 3 verses 9. Yes, James 3 verses 9. Actually, we're going to start from 8 because that is amazing. And... We will go actually a little bit higher because there's so many great um, verses here. But let's start from 6. James chapter 3 verses 6. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, and the tongue is a fire. You can highlight that if you have it. If you're reading it at work or on your iPad, on your uh, tablet, you can highlight that. It says, even so, the tongue 
sorry, and the tongue is a fire, verse 6, a world of inequity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and it sets on fire the course of nature and it and it is set on fire by hell. Verse 7, for every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But verse 8, this is the part that I, I so love so much. Verse 8 says, but no man... And you can underline that because I have to, but no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil and full of deadly poison. Verse 9 says, With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Other versions say, With it we bless God our Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the image of God. Depending on the version, it will have different meanings, but other main, mainly other versions will say in the image. Verse 10 says, Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought to not be so. Verse 11 says, Does a, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, verse 12, Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olive leaves or a grapevine? bear figs thus no springs yield both salt and fresh water i'm gonna stop there that's james chapter 3 verses 9 to 13 and is describing the tongue it's giving us a clear image of what the tongue the human tongue is capable of doing it's giving us a clear characteristics of what the tongue it's almost allowing us to understand that the tongue itself of a man, of an individual, of a person, the tongue has its own mind. It has its own motive. It has its own agenda. That's why verse 8 is so key in here. In James 3 verse 8, it says, but no man can tame the tongue. It is unruly, evil, and full of deadly poison. So James is trying to explain that the tongue in itself of a man, of a human being, of a person, of an individual is so unruly, is, is usually vile. Our tongues are what we use to bless God. And at the same time, we use it to curse. We use it to say things that are not befitting of God. We use it to say things that are not befitting of our brothers and our sisters, of our co-workers, of our bosses, of our of our leaders. We use our tongue to do good and we use our tongue to do evil. It's never straight. So James is giving the characteristics of what the tongue is capable of doing. He's explaining to us how unruly the tongue could be. And I feel that this is so important that we understand the capabilities, the characteristics, and the extent of which we can go to, the extent of which we can go to in our speech, the extent of which our tongue can go to, what our tongue is able to do, what our tongue is able to perform. It, it says in the verse, it says that it so really, really took my attention in this verse. It says that the tongue is full of deadly poison. That's what verse 8 says. And verse 11 says, Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? So 
this is in context or in reference to what James was saying before that this is the tongue that we use to curse and this is the tongue that we use to bless. We use the same tongue to bless God, to magnify God, to worship God, to pray to God, to praise God, to honor God, to acknowledge God, to exhort God, to exalt God. Anything that you can imagine in the book, we use that tongue to magnify him. And then we use the same tongue. We turn around to our neighbor. We turn around to our brother and sister. We turn around to our leaders. We turn around to our loved ones. We turn around to whoever it may be, our bosses. And we use that tongue to curse. And we use that tongue to say negative things. And we use that tongue to speak ill of people. And we use that tongue to gossip. And we use that tongue to lay blame. And we use that tongue to create false accusations. We use that tongue to create false judgment. We use that tongue to say, you know, fault things that are fault falsified. We use that tongue to, to make prejudgment. We use it for so many other things that are opposite from what God has desired or what God has created us to do. And the, the actual origin or not the actual origin, but the actual purpose of the tongue the tongue was made to praise god the tongue was created the mouth of a man was created not only to feed and not only to communicate with the rest of humanity but it was made to praise god that's why god said in the scriptures that if man will not praise me with his mouth if man will not praise me i will cause the stones to praise me i will cause the stones to lift me i'll cause the stones to exalt me and so we can see there in the verse in the scripture that the tongue of a man was actually made for praise and not for everything else that we're seeing but we are experiencing it as people as individuals and it's a part of life because we come sometimes to places where we're frustrated we come to places where we've been pushed where we've been aggravated sometimes we come into places where even we feel the need to even explain ourselves and so sometimes that turns into lies that turns into you know uh, false falsified words falsified statements things that are not true and it causes us to sin and I believe the, the place that we sin the most as believers and as unbelievers the place that we sin the most is not in our actions but it's in not our actions of our body not our actions in the way we act to people mainly but in our tongues what we say and so it's so important that we watch what we say as james said here very clearly in scripture describing to us the capabilities of the tongue so there are so many scriptures here i can't even tell you all of them but some of the scriptures are what we just read in james chapter 3 verses 9 to 13 um there is ephesians 4 9 you have proverbs 10 verses 19 we have proverbs 15 sorry verses 4 and we have proverbs 18 verses 6 to 7 and 13 and then we have proverbs 15 1 3 7 23 and 28 there are so many verses i've grabbed but i just wanted to help someone understand about the tongue and you know many of us struggle many of us struggle um, with the way that we speak especially if you're a person or you're an individual that is much more expressive some of us are naturally quiet some of us are naturally introverted so we are naturally able to hold our tongues 
And so a lot of things we process through our minds. So we don't say them or many of uh, many people don't say a lot of things, but in their minds, they're still thinking a lot of things, which is still accounted as a sin. And which is still, you know, it's not in the will of God, because even though you may not say something about someone, or you may not say something in regards to a matter or a situation, in your mind, the fact that you've already thought it, the fact the fact that you've already made judgment, the fact that you've already, you know, lied in your mind concerning the individual, you've still sinned. You're not exempt from being sinless. And that's why the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But what we must understand is that the tongue is also very powerful because the Bible says that life and death is in the power of our tongue. So whatever we produce out of our tongue is going to is going to manifest. It's going we're going to walk with it. We're going to walk into it. And so that's what we have to be careful. And it's very, very hard, as I said, especially if you're an expressive person. I'm a very expressive person. I'm someone who loves to express myself. I am I'm, I'm a person or I'm an individual that I love to have people understand where I am coming from. And a lot of times what I found for myself with this is that people will not always understand where you are coming from. People will not always want to hear what you have to say because for some people they've made and set up their mind that no matter what he or she says, I don't, I don't want to understand them. I don't want to hear what she has to say. I don't want to understand her point of view. I don't want to know where she's coming from. In fact, I don't even want to listen to her period. So there's some people who will naturally make up their mind to not want to understand you to not want to come into level ground with you and you have to come into that place of growth to be okay not to explain yourself not to extend the conversation and so that's one of the things that I've been learning throughout the years self-growth life lessons that not everything involves you to explain yourself to try to reach out to try to talk to people because a lot of times what happens is that when you do that it can also create tension it can also create confusion it can also create argument it can also create a lot of things and in in that happening sin continues right so this is something that we have to know how we could say something and when we should say something another thing that we have to understand is that um, our tongue we can use our tongue in a way that glorifies God, but our tongue and the way that we say it is very important. Uh, a friend of mine says, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's not what you say, how you say it. Um, I agree to the highest degree of that because I've noticed that a lot of people, sometimes the way that you communicate with them, the way that you say it will affect the person more than the words that you say. So it could be an advice, it could be um, counsel, it could be wisdom, it could be simply you're telling them the truth, like this is, you know, this does not really look good, or this is not going well, but in the way that you say it, and Colossians chapter 4 verses 6 encourages us to season our speech with salt, to season our speech with salt. And I tell you that this is one of the most challenging things that you have to do. Seasoning your speech with salt takes thought. It takes care. It takes 
being intentional, intentionality. It takes um, being, you know, aligned. It takes the grace of God. It takes the spirit of God. All these things are what it takes to be able to season your speech. It's easier said than done because it is very, very simple for you to just say everything and just express yourself and go your way. It's very simple to just release everything that you want to say. It's very simple to just speak out and lash out, but it is more difficult for you to actually take the time, season your speech, edit, copy, cut, and paste, and put words in, and then release it to someone than it is to just speak your mind. Like I said, for those of you who are expressive, like myself, this will come very difficult for you. But I believe that God can give us the grace to overcome, you know, overcome any challenges we may have in what we say. And God can give us the knowledge and the wisdom on what to say and how to say it and when to say it. And those are three factors, what to say, when to say it, how to say it, what to say, when to say it, how to say it. Because sometimes you're saying the right thing too as well. Um, a lot of us have interactions with friends, with family members, with leaders. And a lot of times you're saying the right thing. You're saying it in the right way, but you're not saying it at the right time. And that is so key. You're saying the right thing. You're saying it in the right way, but the timing is the wrong timing. You're saying the right thing. You are saying it in the right way, which means in the right tone, in the right manner. You are doing all of these things, but because of the timing, it's going to come off. And I believe that even I'm sure those who are married, who may listen to this podcast, those who are in relationships, I'm sure that many of you can attest to this, saying the right thing, saying it the right way, but at the wrong time. It can throw everything off. And so we need to be watching what we say. And even the scriptures say, in, 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 in the scriptures in the gospel, it says that we will be held accountable for everything we say. And that the one who says to their brother, Raka, the Bible says Raka, the one who says to their brother, Raka, or in other words, translation says fool, will be in danger of hellfire. So what we say Especially if we say things that are vulgar, what we say can ultimately put us in a place where we can be separated from God. This is, these are the scriptures. This is the word of God. So I feel that it's very important that we understand what we say, how we say it, when we say it. So we have to watch what we say. And through us doing this, we will be able to maintain better relationships. We will be able to maintain um, our image we'll be able to maintain our integrity we'll be able to do a lot of things when we watch what we say and i believe through doing that people also trust us people also look to us and it's something i personally believe that is not easy but it comes with grace it comes with intentionality so i believe that as we're listening to this podcast and even as i'm sharing this with you I am making a goal or making amends to make it intentional to be careful and be cautious of what I say. And I believe that doing that, I want to, I want to journey in doing that and see the areas that will improve in my life. And I want to encourage you to do that as well. But before we 
go on to any other pointers, I want us to look at something quickly in Scripture. Um, Proverbs chapter 15, verses 1. Our key text was Proverbs 15, but we just took an example from James 3, 9 to 13. So Proverbs 15, verses 1. I'm going to read verses 1, verses 3, verses 7, and verses 23. Proverbs 15, verses 1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh answer or a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge, verses 2, rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. So we can see here very easily in the text that a soft answer, so the way that we would answer or respond in a soft manner will cause, um, you know, a soft answer will turn away any anger, especially in the heat of an argument. And I tell you, and I know many of you can attest, being in a argument, being in a hot, heated moment, you just want to say whatever comes to your mind. And that's just your flesh, your flesh we have to be honest with ourselves. Our flesh wants to say whatever is in our mind because we want to express ourselves. The thing about us being angry or being frustrated is that we want to we want to let other people know or individuals know how we're feeling. Not only do we want to let them know how we are feeling, but how they made us feel. And so because we want to we want them to know how we're feeling and how they made us feel by their reaction or by the situation, we want to say and express ourselves but proverbs 15 1 says a soft answer turns away wrath but harsh words stir up anger so the more that we use harsh words the more that we use vulgar words and sometimes we have people that we deal with on a daily basis bosses uh, you know family friends loved ones anyone that we know people that are sometimes very vulgar to us people that are sometimes you know sometimes it could even be like everyday consistent words of verbal abuse but i believe that our answer and our reply will display the grace of god to them will display the difference our the way that we reply the way that we combat them is speaking with wisdom speaking with seasoned salt as the bible says in colossians chapter 4 verses 6 and speaking with grace and like i said it takes self-control it takes the holy spirit and it takes grace to do that and some of us have self-control easier in certain areas than others but for those of us who have issues with self-control with our speech we need to consistently pray and seek the face of god and just believe god and ask him to tame our tongues verses two verses three says the eyes of the lord are in every place keeping watch on the evil and the good sorry let's skip to verses seven it says the lips of the wise disperse knowledge but the heart of a fool does not so so those of us who are wise with our speaking or those of us who walk in the wisdom with our speech, we automatically, when we speak, we disperse knowledge. When we speak, out of our mouth comes knowledge, out of our mouth comes insight, out of our mouth comes uh, revelation, out of our mouth comes solution. And so this is what we have to aim for. This is what the scripture is saying. Let's head to verses 23. Verse 23 says, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. 
and the word spoken in due season how good it is and i'm going to end off there that is what i was saying then what you say when you say it so the timing the timing that you'll say it and that's what um proverbs 15 23 is saying it says a word spoken in due season how good it is how good it is so it's awesome when you have the right words at the right time so that's even something that we can pray and be intentional over that lord give me the right words at the right time give me the right words at the right time father when i go into my workplace father in my marriage father lord god in my ministry father lord god father amongst people who can consistently aggravate me consistently want to fight with me consistently want to you know cause issues or put up bickering with me father give me the right words to say father let me know when to say it how i should say it holy spirit hold and tame my tongue give me the grace to tame my tongue and this is what we should be praying and i believe that we when we do this we'll see the results and i want to encourage you to do this because i believe that a lot of us are experiencing and our walking in what we have said not only what we have said to others but what we have said to ourselves what we have said about others what we have declared we are walking in it because we just did it without knowledge we did it without understanding the word and the repercussions of what saying it would be and so i just want to encourage you now right now i feel for somebody who's listening to this i want to encourage you now that ask the Lord right now that through his blood, every word that you have spoken, every vile word that you have spoken concerning someone else, concerning yourself, concerning even that boss where that individual doesn't like you, you just begin to ask God to cleanse it and just to remove it and forgive you for every vile word that you have spoken. Lord, I did not mean what I said. I said it out of anger. I said it out of frustration. I said it out of hurt. I said it out of being um, angered and wild up because of continual verbal abuse. But Lord, I pray for forgiveness. I pray for that release. Father, help me to tame my tongue in this situation. I want to encourage you to pray those prayers. I want to encourage you today as you're listening to Word Alive to practice this. And I have some pointers for you. And I've written these pointers for myself and I'm going to be personally praying over it. And I want to encourage you to personally pray over it. The first point is, first pointer I have here is that you should always think about what you say or think about what you are going to say before you say it. Think about what you are going to say before you say it. Before we actually profess and declare a thing, our mind processes it. Our mind begins to process it. And that's why it's so important that we actually have to take the time to think about what we're going to say before we say it. The, number, the second point here that I have, number two, is hold your thoughts accountable that way you won't have to restrain your words as much. We have to begin to hold our thoughts accountable. We have to be able to filter our thoughts, filtering our thoughts through the word of God, filtering our thoughts through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
you know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verses two, that we should renew our minds. Our minds should be renewed. And I believe there's a reason why Romans spoke about our minds being renewed, not just for the sake of the gospel, but for the sake of our character, for the sake of displaying who we are in Christ. So we need to continually every day ask for the grace for a new mind. There are days that we will fall. There are days that we will not get it right. There are days where we may lose or loose our tongues, but we need to just keep pressing on and keep working at it. So our thoughts, we need to filter our thoughts. We need to hold our thoughts accountable. We need to be intentional about what we think about. You know, sometimes your mind will go into place about a certain person. That person is so negative. That person is, you know, maybe there's a coworker or, you know, a, a, a person that you know that is always consistently complaining about you at work and you've done nothing to them. And so you just begin to say things out loud to other co-workers about it and talk bad about them because you feel that the person is always trying to set you up. But we need to just release our minds from that person. We need to think about something else that has to do with God. We need to think about something else that is more fruitful. And this will help us in our speech and what we say about one another. The third pointer I have here is to speak with wisdom. Always try to speak with wisdom. Always try to speak uh, words of counsel. Always try to speak words of encouragement. We need to replace our words from positive, from negative to positive. Because the word of God is positive. The word of God is, is effective. And so we need to gear our words in that direction. The fourth point I have is... We, when we speak, we need to think and we need to really, really think about if what we are saying is factual or emotional. I've been in that position myself where a lot of things that I was have said, a lot of information I've shared with friends, and we've got to be honest with ourselves. A lot of things that we say sometimes are not factual. They are emotions. They are emotions that are taking hold of us and there is things that we feel at the moment, but there's, it's not the actual evidence of what the situation or what the circumstance may be. So we need to weigh is what I'm going to say or is what I'm saying factual or is it emotional? Oh, that person doesn't like me. Is that factual? Is that actually true? Do you know for a fact that they don't like you or are you being emotional about it because of an one, two or three occurrences that took place? Some of us are so um, quick to say something but we have no evidence pertaining to what we are saying. We are just going based on how we feel. And this is something that we all go, go through, but we need to think about that and weigh that. So do we, is what we are saying factual or emotional? Do we have evidence to support what we are saying? Um, another way we can also watch what we say is that we should practice silence and stillness. I believe that watching what we say is a, a discipline. It takes a discipline and it takes self-control. And um, the Bible says that uh, the, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, love, sound mind, and self-control. Self-control Watching what we say falls under self-control. So we need to always pray and ask God to give us the grace to have self-control. Because it is not us that will, will have the ability to just control ourselves. But it's the Holy Spirit that will help us 
and that will give us the self-control that we need so that we can watch what we say. So that's something that we should definitely try and practice. Being still, even in the presence of God, being silent. We have to be intentional sometimes to just shut down certain conversations. We just have to really just shut down completely. And that is the way that it can help us in filtering what we have to say. And lastly for today, pray, 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 and pray some more. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you that this mouth, as James chapter 3 verse 9 to 13 said, it is vile. There is nothing intent and innately good except God leads us to say it that can come out of this mouth. It's really just the grace of God and it's really being led by God. And so we always need to continue to pray, 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 pray. And sometimes, you know, you'll just be in the middle of a conversation and the Lord will just quicken you by his spirit and you will hold your tongue without really wanting to do it. You will just do it because the Lord held your tongue. And so that is what we need. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you and all of us and not just you, myself too, in a way that we can watch what we say and we can conquer the tongue, we can conquer the vileness of the tongue and of integrity that watch what we say and walk with wisdom. I want to thank you so much for listening to Word Alive today. We have just finished the next episode of Life Lessons, which is Watch What You Say. I want you to stay tuned for our next episode. It's going to be amazing. We're continuing in Life Lessons. We're continuing in the book of Proverbs. Share with a friend or family member. Check us out on Instagram and on Facebook. And remember, last but not least, Keep living through the word of God daily. God bless you.